Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. It's a miracle. Oh, yeah. What about that one? Oh, it's Dello. Unbelievable. Aguero. Here's Aloisi for a place in the World Cup. For us. He's yeah. Welcome back to another edition of the Racing and Sports Punters Pod where we help guide you through the ever intriguing and sometimes lucrative world of sports betting. Jimmy Buckley here with you on deck once again. It's been a huge week across the world with Queensland triumphing in the Suncorp Slogfest to reclaim the state of origin last Wednesday before Cameron Smith's spectacular 20 under par guaranteed him the 150th Open Championship at the home of golf St Andrews. The Tour de France heated up even further last night with stage 16 and it was another productive evening for Simon Geschke on the incline. Tomas Cabetti suggested backing him as King of the Mountains earlier this week at $11.50. Well, I can tell you right now, that is no longer available. He is now the $2.50 firm favourite to take out this year's King of the Mountains title. But to take a breath from the international explosion of sporting splendour today... We're going to hone in on the remainder of this year's NRL and work out who will and who won't be making the top eight come the end of the season. To do that, I'm joined in the studio by our resident NRL doyen and Canberra Raiders fanatic, if I can call him that, Alex Steedman. Welcome, Alex. Great to be on, Buck Owen, talking footy. It's such an interesting time of the season. Mate, fantastic to get you on the podcast and just on the Raiders, a fantastic win at our home away from home, down in Melbourne on the weekend, and I think the Green Machine might yet have a bit of life in them this season. Yeah, it's interesting. Look, They look to have a bit of a saloon passage on the way home with a pretty soft draw coming up. Great to watch that match on Sunday afternoon, although I was conflicted when Jack White rampaged over the top of Pappenhausen. <laughs> He was my super coach captain for the week, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I took on some water there in my head-to-head. <laughs> Poor old Pappenhausen, he's out for the season now after fracturing that kneecap, so we certainly wish him all the best. That sounds like a, a painful ailment to have suffered. They are on a bit of a, in a bit of a tailspin, the Storm, but we'll get to that in a moment. Alex, you've put together what looks to me here on face value, a a fascinating collection of potential future bets for the remainder of the 2022 season. And I'd like to start with examining what might happen over the next six weeks in terms of this NRL top eight. Now, just as a quick refresher, it's starting to shape up as a battle of probably four teams squeezing into two spots. So we've got Penrith, North Queensland, Cronulla and Melbourne is your top four with Brisbane knocking on the door. Parramatta also knocking on that door with 24 points. And then you look down in seventh place there, the South Sydney Rabbitohs on 22 points. Manly with 20 points fill out the top eight. And then the Sydney Roosters and the Canberra Raiders both on 18 points. The St. George Illawarra Dragons also sit there on 18 points. 
I suspect most people have ruled a line through them already, in which case, like I say, there are probably four sides in the Rabbits, the Sea Eagles, the Roosters and the Raiders trying to squeeze into that top eight. Alex, can I get your thoughts on things at this stage? Maybe we can start with the 10th placed Raiders who, like we say, had a magnificent win on the weekend and as you've mentioned already, seem to have a pretty cushy run home compared with some of these other teams. They really have scrapped their way to the fringe of the top eight. Looking at their run home, Penrith in round 21 is the only match which looks genuinely beyond them, even as someone who's as green-eyed as me (laughs) can concede that. Aside from Manly as well, they play the bottom five teams in the comp. Uh, I think they're capable of producing winning displays against stronger sides. You've seen they've knocked off the Sharks twice, the Storm at full strength, near full strength Rabbitohs and Ross Roosters lineups. We've been a little bit unlucky with a couple of couple of matches the last six weeks, but that's footy. And overall, once they have that sacrificial match against the Panthers, well, mm. I mean, they're more or less going to be on the bubble for the remainder of the season, but through the course of those final rounds, they're playing the Dragons, Knights, Seagulls and Tigers. It's a pretty good run home, really, especially when there, there is a top eight finish on the line potentially now now you found them in some markets there at four dollars to make the eight from this position which must be a screaming bet based on what you've just said looking at the draw look the Raiders they arguably have no excuses not to make the eight while most of their rivals are probably going to be thinking about mad Monday when they when they line up these guys still have something to play for you do things like ladder predictor or you basically just take a simple glimpse through where the Raiders are compared to their rivals. And even if they just beat the teams that are below them at the moment, they're going to win five of their last seven matches. I, I guess you say that with the disclaimer that this is the Raiders and <laughs> <laughs> they, they do have the tendency to throw in an absolute shocker once in a while, but they're also the sort of team that can knock off a near full strength storm side in their own backyard. <laughs> now, if we can run through a few of these other clubs, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who sit in seventh position. So they have effectively a four-point buffer at the moment, given they are, yeah, they've, they've had two wins more than the Sydney Roosters, who sit in ninth position. But Alex, they are potentially vulnerable. And if you have a look at their run home, I think that only strengthens that argument. Uh, what do you make of the Rabbitohs for the rest of this season? A lot of talk about Latrell being back, and he has looked phenomenal, hasn't he, in the, in the three matches that he's been back. Their upcoming draw, though, five of the last seven matches against top eight teams, the other matches against the Roosters. I think they've got one easy match against the Warriors. And look, as good as they can be with Latrell in the side, yeah, they're not getting two points if they're getting edged out by these top teams. I mean, Admiral defeats don't get you the two points at the end of the day, do they? No, you're exactly right. And just to just to run through that quickly, so from here the Rabbits go Melbourne at home, Cronulla away, the Warriors at home, Parramatta away, Penrith at home, North Queensland at home, and the Roosters away. And that last round match could uh, have a lot riding on it. But it looks like, Alex, some places are offering $3.50 or, or more for South Sydney to miss the eight. And, and again, based on on that run home, you know, maybe that's worth something as well. It is a boom or bust play. They are seemingly trending up, but that run home is a nightmare and maybe not even convinced that their halves have clicked yet. They're going to be heavily reliant on Latrell going big 
And that is a big ask for a guy who hasn't had much game time this season. He's an absolute superstar. But, yeah, he's going to have to really carry him on his back, I think, and against teams like the Panthers and other top four sides that they're coming up against, it's not going to be an easy feat despite his obvious star power. Yeah, it's not a fait accompli. And it's funny you mentioned the Latrell Mitchell factor there. I think a lot of punters and rugby league fans are just assuming now that Latrell's back, South Sydney will be okay. And, I mean, you only have to go back, was it three weeks, that uh, they got hammered by the Dragons. They were missing a few players then, but still, they're probably not filling us with a huge amount of confidence at this point, so that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Of the other two we think are in contention, the Manly Sea Eagles are $1.50 thereabouts to finish in the top eight, and the Sydney Roosters, after a thumping win over the Dragons at the weekend, are $2.40 to finish inside that top eight. What do you make of these two sides, Alex? Again, I think luck of the draw has so much to do with it. Uh, you, you look at the potential final makeup of the top eight and it's questionable that the best eight teams will be in it because a lot of the key matchups over the next seven weeks have teams in finals contention playing each other. And then again, there's a team like the Raiders who's barely been in the top eight all season and they just get that soft run. Uh, and I think looking at these other two teams on the fringe, Manly and the Roosters, Manly, they have a relatively soft draw. For the remainder of the season, they play something along the lines of three top eight teams in the last seven weeks, whereas the Roosters, five of their last seven matches are against top eight sides. Looking at the Sea Eagles, Turbo, he hasn't spent much time on the field this season, Tommy Turbo, but as a whole, they've done well. I think Garrick has deputised fantastically in Turbo's absence, and their edge rower, Ola Ka'atu, he's a massive threat on the edge. Soft run home, Parramatta and the Sharks, they're the big guns that they're playing, but those tougher matchups, they are at Brookie, and yeah, they've shown only recently that they can beat the top sides. They did look like flat-track bullies just wailing on <laughs> teams down the bottom of the table, but that they showed taking on the Storm a couple of weeks ago that, yeah, they've ticked that box. The Roosters, I don't know what my take is on these guys. Obviously bounced back to form last week against the Dragons, but they just maybe look a couple of lengths short of these top teams. Luke Keary comes back this week. I'm I'm not necessarily sure that that's a great thing if it means that a star like Joey Manu is going to be getting less ball. I know I kind of hold my breath when I watch him and I've got money on the opposition because he just has this ability to make something out of nothing. So again, I guess the eyeball test you think that the Roosters are probably going to be that team that slots into eighth. But looking at the draw ahead, I think things set up nicely for Manly. I think I'd have to agree with that. And and just on the Roosters, Luke Keary coming back, it's a tricky time to, to slot back into a team, especially after multiple weeks off, and especially with the amount of concussions that he's suffered. I don't think it's as simple as you just come back into the team, pick up where you left off, and away you go. So... How they fold him back into that side over the next month, I think, will be crucial to their chances. Now, before we move on, Alex, I want to show you something. I, I jumped on the NRL.com website just before we came into the studio and flicked on the ladder predictor, and I thought, all I'm going to do here is pick the team that's higher placed on the ladder for any given week and see where it falls. And this is what happened. Penrith run away with a minor premiership, unsurprisingly. They're 10 points clear of the second-placed Cronulla Sharks, the third-placed Brisbane Broncos, 
and the fourth-placed North Queensland Cowboys. All three of those teams on 38 points. A gap of four points back to the Melbourne Storm in fifth position. Four points further back are the Manly Seagulls. In seventh spot, also on 30 points, the Parramatta Eels. And scraping into the top eight, the Canberra Raiders with 28 points, meaning that the Rabbitohs and the Roosters both miss out. Now, one thing I think is worth pointing out from this, and a couple more of your suggested plays for the remainder of this season, Alex. To make the top four right now, the Brisbane Broncos are paying, with some books, $3.25. Based on their current ladder position, which is fifth, and to be fair, they're only outside on four and against at this point. I mean, if you can find that price, that's definitely worth a play, and I think the inverse of that would be Melbourne to miss the top four, and some places are offering $2.40. What do you make of all this, Alex? A couple more futures plays that might be worth taking on. Yeah, well, these two bets, they're, they're essentially interconnected, aren't they? If one gets up, the other gets up. So <laughs> it's a case of which one you want to pick. But yeah, Broncos, definite smoky team on the up. Uh, Ezra Mam, he's proven to be a fantastic right-hand man for Adam Reynolds. They get Haas back this week after a few weeks off. Carrigan, he's just a workhorse. They've got weapons in the back line like Katoni Stacks, Selwyn Cobbo, Tessie New. I think... Again, luck of the draw. Only three of their last seven matches are against teams in the top eight. Four of their last seven matches are at Suncorp. Uh, these guys, they were, what, I think, two wins and four losses to start the season. And I think since they've won nine of their last 11, I think, yeah, if they were a racehorse, they'd be Chautauqua, wouldn't they? Flopping <laughs> out of the stalls and charging home late. They've, they've got just a head full of steam at the moment. A lot of momentum. And I guess the Storm, they're the walking wounded, but... The Storm, <laughs> um, they've got this great next man up mentality and even with Pappenhausen gone for the season, their spine is still totally stacked. You've got Jerome Hughes and Cam Munster, Harry Grant, Brandon Smith will be back in, in due time. Pappenhausen, he's a big loss, but Nick Meaney, he certainly has time to click and work into that fullback role now. South this week though, last four matches against the Panthers, Broncos, Roosters and Eels. Four of their last seven matches against top eight teams and only two home matches. That's a tough gig. That's a that's a really tough gig, even for a team like the Storm. Uh, so, yeah, I certainly couldn't talk anyone out of either backing the Broncos to finish top four or, or backing the Storm to miss the top four. I think of those two, if you can get $3 or more Broncos to make the top four, that's probably where the value is because, like you say, you'd think uh, if they do make it, the Storm miss. Simple as that. And Melbourne do have to do it the hard way all of a sudden. So this is actually a test they haven't really faced so much over the last five, six, maybe even more years where where they're kind of on the back foot at this stage of the season. Now, a couple of little side bets, Alex, that look quite good. If we can start with the top point scorer market, which isn't quite over at this point in your eyes. Not quite. And I think that is because we do have a decent current second favourite in that market in the form of Ruben Garrick. I think looking at the leaderboard at the moment, Val Holmes is on top with 149 points. He's, I think, the $1.70 favourite to take it out. But I think you can see value in the $5 about Ruben Garrick to finish as the top point scorer in the NRL this year. He's just moved to fullback with Tommy Turbo's absence. So more try scoring opportunities for him playing both sides of the field. 
Uh, the guy usually kicks goals, but he did injure his hip in round 16. Looking uh, at the NRL physio, he was suggesting that Ruben has a hip pointer and the recovery time for a hip pointer is apparently two to four weeks. So hopefully, hopefully that assessment is correct because it should mean that Ruben goes back to kicking goals either this week or next week and, and that'll mean some more points in the bag. And again, their draw's not too tough looking ahead. And I guess when you place a player bet like this, you need to look at who's around them in the market. And you've got Val Holmes as a $1.70 favourite and you've got Nathan Cleary as second favourite at $8. In all likelihood, considering where these two teams are on the table, Val Holmes and Nathan Cleary could be given breaks heading into the finals. That's unlikely for Garrick, whose team is on the cusp of the eight at the moment. So you're getting $5 about a guy who's going to be playing seven games to finish the season, whereas his main opposition in the market, they're probably only going to have six matches. So there is an edge there. And just in the way that his role has changed at the Sea Eagles the last few weeks, I think $5 does represent value for Ruben to be top point scorer. That's a brilliant play. A, f- a fully fit Ruben Garrick will cross our fingers. We'll give you a tremendous ride for the rest of this season at $5. He's been playing well, and I think his contract is up at the end of 2023. So he's he's wanting some fullback money for his next <laughs> next contract. So he's, he's motivated. That fullback money is pretty special <laughs> stuff. It's up there with winger money. Exactly. Well, auto car winger money. <laughs> <laughs> now... Throwing forward to the grand final, and you've had a bit of a look here at the the Clive Churchill medal winner, and I know we're uh, still a good couple of months out from this coming to fruition, but it looks like you've started building a little bit of a stable for some potential Clive Churchill medalists. Alex, can you take us through what you like the look of here? We're basically short of the Panthers being one of the sides, aren't we, Bucko? That's more or less considered a given, isn't it? (laughs) I think it is almost impossible to envisage a grand final this season without the Penrith Panthers. <laughs> I think that's a pretty fair assessment. So it means their prices for winning the Clive Churchill medal, they've basically already been factored into the market. So what you're looking for is either value within the Panthers' ranks or you're looking for the team who you think is going to be playing them in the big show and, and looking for looking for some of the star players in that team. I think looking at what we've got in the Panthers... Isaiah Yo, he was second on the Dally M leaderboard when it went behind closed doors at the end of round 12. He could be a look. I think he's you can get him from anywhere between $13 to $15. I think if you're looking for something at big odds, though, I guess, yeah, this is showing my hand in terms of who I think is going to be joining the Panthers. I think the Cowboys are going to do it this year. I think they're going to be joining him. So I'd be looking at the Cowboys players. Eight of the last 10 winners of the Clive Churchill medal, they've been spine players pretty evenly split between 1, 6 and 7. So I'd be considering guys like Scott Drinkwater, Dearden, Townsend. Admittedly, the last player to win the Churchill medal in a losing side was Jack Whiten in 2019. It's happened twice in the past decade. Cherry Evans was the other in 2013 against the Roosters. I think that could be where the value lies, trying to find that team that is joining the Panthers in the grand final and either cheering home a Churchill medal winner in a uh, losing side or or maybe an upset. And I think Cowboys could be the guys that are joining him in that grand final. Jeez, I'd just about forgotten about 2019. Have you watched the replay? Yet? No, I no, I don't, I don't think that'll ever happen. All right, Alex, look, let's, let's just recap because there's quite a lot of ground to cover here and there's some 
absolutely spectacular looking value on offer. The top eight markets are looking fairly juicy, I think, at this point, based on how the remaining seven rounds may play out. The Raiders to make the top eight, $4 with a good bit of shopping. South Sydney to miss the top eight, you're looking at about $3.50. Both worthwhile plays, in our opinion. Now, the Broncos to finish top four, you can get $3 or better. That's definitely worth a throw at the stumps. Top point scorer for the NRL 2022, Ruben Garrick at $5. And then throwing forward to potential Clive Churchill medalists, Isaiah Yo $13. And then have a look at the Cowboys, the likes of Drinkwater, Dearden, Townsend, maybe Talmalolo. You're getting the best part of 100 to 1 for a lot of those guys now. Clearly, if they make it to the grand final, those prices are going to be long gone in the rear vision mirror. But it looks like, Alex, uh, a fairly decent collection of NRL futures bets for the remainder of this season. Yeah, we could have some fun with them. Uh, at least give us seven weeks' worth of entertainment. But yeah, I think looking at that possible scenario of the Panthers-Cowboys final, I think supporting that is the fact that 13 of the past 15 premieres were in the top two defensive sides of that season. And this year, the Panthers and the Cowboys certainly ticked that box just on for and against and points conceded. I think you can get $5.25 about the Panthers and the Cowboys grand final. So that's that's certainly worth a look as well. So yeah, just another one on the side that I kind of was just mulling over while I was talking about the Cowboys. Definitely check that one out too. Certainly time to strike seven weeks out from the finals. Alex, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll have to do this again uh, in a few weeks' time to see how we're all tracking, I think. Mate, thank you for having me. Good to get the call up. Racing and sports, we've always been 90% racing, 10% sports, so it's, it's good to have someone on board who's helping the business balance that ratio up a bit. The wheel is turning nicely. We'll be back with you again this Friday, and until then, happy punting.